0: Ah, Tehillim is so beautiful. Thank you for coming back here. This is introduction number two. I call it like father, like son. And stay tuned all the way at the end because I'm going to elaborate on some of the questions people asked about who exactly wrote Tehillim. And I want to go through something very, very important. Okay. Some of the most prominent days for the Jewish nation took place under the reign of King Shlomo. It's fascinating that his greatness and the greatness that was achieved by the Jewish nation under his leadership is that he established world peace and he eradicated poverty, starvation throughout the nation. Rebbeinu Bachi 3830, he says that just as the moon, and this is based on Chazal, wanes and waxes and reaches its full manifestation in the middle of the month, the 15th, that's when you see the full moon, so too the maximum achievement of the kingdom of Yehuda was accomplished by David and mostly through Shlomo. David is called the Katan, the humble one, in Shmuel, uh, Shmuel Aleph 1714, and the moon is called the Katan in Bereshia, Gadal Mu'ar right? Bereshia 1.16, and Chazal even Darshan in the Gemara in Rosh Hashanah that when you're Makadish the new moon, so you say David Melech Yisrael So also, Rabbeinu Bachia explains that David was the 14th descendant coming from Avraham all the way through Yehuda. And if you want to count it out, it's Avraham, Yitzchak, Yaakov, Yehuda, Peretz, Chetzron, Ram, Aminadov, Nachshon, Solomon, Boaz, Oved, Yishai, David, and Shlomo. And no, I don't remember that by heart. I just looked in Rus, where it goes through his genealogy. Shlomo is the 15th generation. Also, it's very interesting, it's brought down this form. The numerical value of David, Dalid, Vav, Dalid, is 14, representing the 14th of the month, a day in which the moon is second most manifest. The American um, value of Shlomo, Shin, Lamed, Mem, Hay, is 375, which combines to the Mizpah of 15, because 3 plus 7 plus 5 is 15 the day of the month, which is the pinnacle of the moon's brightness. So you see there's a tremendous connection of this waxing and waning, and that's also what Peretz and Zarach are. Peretz is the king breaking through and manifesting its Zericha, the shining. Okay, incidentally, it's fascinating that the 29th king that ruled was Sidqiyahu HaMelech, whose reign represented the close of the 29-day lunar month. And it was in his time that the base of English was destroyed. If you look at the Bapka, he talks about this. I would suggest that the way that Shlomo rose to power and greatness was on account of his illustrious father's prayers and cries to allow him and his descendants to remain in the conduits for bringing out Gavad Jumayim. Hazal also tell us that it was in the merit of his righteous mother Batsheva's rebuke and prayers that Shlomo became great. She prayed to Hashem from the depth of her heart to have a son who would be a true servant of Hashem and thus the most fitting king. She demanded of Shlomo that he put forth his full effort to develop into a noble and honorable human being. Shlomo paid tribute to her, indeed, in Eshashchael, the crux of his entire savor Mishle. Chapter 31. The shir Shirem, Rabba, 1.6, lists the similarities between David and Shlomo's lives. Very, very fascinating. Both were kings. Both were wise men. Both were tzaddikim. Both were respected. What's written about one is found about the other. Both ruled for exactly 40 years, David from the age of 30 to 70, Shlomo from age 12 to 52, when he died. Both were king over Yehuda and Yisrael, unlike after that when the kingdom was split between the two. Both built parts of the base of Magesh. David made a foundation, and Shlomo made the structure, which, by the way, hints to what I just said. That David was the foundation of Shlomo's success. Both were authors, as we know, Mishle and Talim, uh, and others farm. Both built altars, and both made sacrifices to Hashem. The contrast is fascinating and illuminating. David built the internal part of the Mikdash, and Shlomo built the external grandeur. David's prayers were the internal essence of the Mikdash, and Shlomo had the privilege of continuing his father's legacy and putting up the physical building, one external beauty that manifests Hashem's honor in this world. Let's continue with one last thing. I want to go over the authorship of Tehillim. So the Gemara in Baba 14b says explicitly. I want to read the Gemara because it's a there's a very interesting points here. David of sefer Tehillim. David wrote sefer Tehillim. Alyade Asarazakanim, through ten wise men. Alyade Adam Harishon, through Adam Alyade Malkit Sedek. Alyade Avram, there's some interesting duukim here, not for now, not all of them for now. Alyade Haman, Alyade Yidosan, Alyade Asaf, Alyade Shlosha, B'nai Korach. Rashi says, David wrote down these things that the elders before him and during his time said. And he goes through a lot of psukim that are examples. Um, There are two big questions on this Gemara. First of all, why is it called Sefer Tehillim? Throughout this entire Gemara, it doesn't refer to the other Seferites. Not that way. It just says Shmuel, Kasav, his Sefer or Mishlei was written by Shlomo. It should say Tehillim. Why is it Sefer tilim? Second of all, why does it repeat Al Yaday Al Yaday Al Yaday? Just say David wrote it through ten people, and then just say other Rishon Malki Just list them off like the Gemara often does. What's Al Yaday? I believe the answer is a, is precisely what's going on here, from Adam until David, many people sang to Hashem. In fact, the Midrash says that Yaakov recited to him during his entire time at Levin's house for all those years. What David d- did here was that he arranged and expanded pre-existing songs and writings of these great people that were passed down from generations, oftentimes probably elaborating on it himself. That's why his grandmother, in fact, was called Rus. The like Gemara says because his grand because her grandson David. She saturated Hashem with songs of praise, meaning never in the history of the world had there been one central text of all human emotions. David took each individual prayer, song, supplication, expression, and brought them out while also maintaining their individuality. Thus, Tehillim is specifically called a Safer because that's what he did. It was a combined effort of many people that was put into one by him because that's exactly, it's the, the Safer part that's stressing what David contributed because it was a precise gathering into one place that David did. Moreover, just as the Hamish and Torah have five books, right so too Tehillim is divided into five books, showing the parallels. Hamish is Hashem's instructions for life, and Tehillim is the instructions for prayer towards Hashem. Hazal tell us that one must put into action in this world and also pray. The Gemara in Nida says, If you don't do effort, action, whether it's to learn and also to Davin, or for Parnasa to do action and also to pray, it doesn't succeed. And so... We could respectfully suggest that that's exactly what's going on here. The chamisha Torah are the action that you have to put in, and the tehillim is the prayer that you have to put in in order to make it grow. And therefore, that explains why it says al Day, because it's showing that each individual contribution was also there. The what the, was maintained and respected, and so it's showing that each one had tremendous amounts of depth and relevancy, and. Was tried to maintain as, as, as much as possible. Therefore, when we open up the hill, we should see that we're holding amazing power in front of us, and Hashem should answer all of our Tula Satova, to and Klaus Yisrael should be Zochet to a Geula shlema Bibkarov Mamish.